Hi everyone, welcome to Help I'm in My 20s. I am your host Brianna with my co-host Emily and it is super bittersweet for uh, me to say that today's episode is actually our last episode. Uh, Emily, how are you? How are you feeling about this? Oh my gosh, I have so many mixed feelings. Like you were saying, like it's so bittersweet and even before we got on here, we both like logged onto the Zoom and we're like, we're so emotional. Like I didn't think that I didn't know what to expect from this. And so now that we're like ending it and at the last bit of it, it's just so, so weird to look back on what the last eight months-ish, seven? Like seven maybe? I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. Well, because we started working on it in July of last year, but we didn't didn't actually start releasing episodes till September. So it's been longer mm-hmm. it's been, the process has been longer than how long we've been yeah live so to speak mm-hmm. um so yeah I would say like eight eight months how are you months. feeling um it I don't really know other bittersweet is like the first word that comes mm-hmm. to mind and I also feel really just proud of what we've yeah. done because you know when we started it our expectations were so low and we just thought mm-hmm. we're in quarantine we um, have never done anything creative. So this might be just like a cool project for us to try. And then, you know, obviously we wanted to create a space for people to share their stories and for us to share our own. Um, but I really think what has come out of it has just really blown my expectations for the better. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm just like really proud of what we've been able to do and like what um what has kind of come out of this like this baby idea of like what if we just like recorded conversations that we have with our friends and hope that that, like helps other people feel a little less alone and it just Mm -hmm. I mean we don't have like thousands and thousands of (laughs) listeners but I think that like the messages that I've gotten or the texts that I've gotten about certain episodes um that has just like really meant so much Mm -hmm. and like has I think really been a testament to what we've created here yeah well and even just like you were saying like I don't think either of us expected the like immediate like outpouring of support and love from people that like we didn't even tell that we were starting like obviously we told our friend our like close friends and everything but the amount of people that like just dm'd either of us individually or like are from our past in some way that we like kind of know and they're like oh my gosh we listened and we like we loved it like that I think touched me more than anything throughout like all the episodes we've had I don't think and that hasn't like really slowed down either like even our latest episodes people have been like really touched by and so I just love just like you said I don't we started with such a small idea of like oh we could do this but we don't even know what it looks like or like who we're gonna get or what topics we're gonna talk about but the fact that it's been good for people and people have liked it and I don't know it's just been so so heartwarming to see that yeah no definitely is are there any episodes I mean we loved all our our guests and we're so thankful for them and um, Mm -hmm. we obviously could not have had this podcast without them but are there any specific episodes or topics that just I don't know kind of linger or you know do you just kind of keep returning back to I mean I feel like the ones that come to mind first were like 
the type of topics that we even talked about in the beginning of like us being like raised in Christian households and like purity culture and sex and like all of those episodes dealing with that and just like relationships um I feel like it's been so good to hear other people's stories and perspectives because those were topics that we talk about on like a monthly basis and (laughs) you (laughs) know (laughs) yeah or weekly depending on what's going on but to be able to talk about it on like a broader scope with other people um Mm. I just love those episodes so much yeah what about you uh I would agree I think I think what sticks out for me is not always the episode themselves it's more the messages that I've gotten Mm -hmm. um I remember we had one or even just like what people have told me like via zoom or just like Mm -hmm. directly to me like not even in written form but um one of our guests she like before we started recording I don't know if you remember this she said something like I loved your period culture episode you guys said all the things that I'm too afraid to say out loud and Mm -hmm. that has always stuck with me because that's why I wanted to talk about it I wanted um whether it's because you're you know whatever the reason is I think there's a lot of people who either are in really conservative communities or they feel and not even just with purity culture with anything like Mm it's feel like you're the exception to the rule or like you're the like outsider on a certain topic um, that can feel really isolating. It can yeah. feel like I can't say this out loud because I don't know how my community or how my peers or my friends or family are going to receive this mm-hmm. or respond. Um, I think to know that those people are finding are finding affirmation and finding community in in those, yeah. those um, episodes just, just has just meant a lot. Um, and then there was one message I got when we did um the are we still christians episode Mm -hmm. and um this person was just telling me about how she's like really struggled with her relationship with the church and um with she just really identified with my experiences and what i had said and she had kind of you know unpacked a little bit more of her experience which is is different from mine but she just you know said i'm really thankful that you said what you said and um I was so worried about that episode because I do mm-hmm. have so many friends and family in the church. And so I, I didn't, I didn't want to offend them, but I also knew that I needed to be honest and true to what I've experienced and what I believe. And to just hear her say that I think was, I think it was a mutually beneficial like conversation because she was trying to affirm me and I was trying to affirm her. And yeah. there's like a lot of um, love and positivity in that. And, and then I, I always think about that too, because Mm-hmm. they're they're all kind of just like sticky topics and I'm just really I don't know like I, I'm glad like there's just so many things <laughs> and I think like you know like every time we we release an episode where I say something not like controversial but when I say something I'm like oh wow people are gonna know this now I always get a little stressed mm-hmm. and so I think um not not stressed enough to edit it out but like stressed enough to like anticipate what's gonna yeah be the response and so I think to get those kind of responses it just makes it totally worth it and like I know mm-hmm. there's people who would never get on a platform like this and say to the world I've had sex the way that I have which <laughs> let's be honest is not that exciting of a, a fact yeah in general right. I think in a it's not culture, groundbreaking <laughs> no it's not but I think in the communities that we like grew up yeah. in it's like oh my goodness where's yeah. your scarlet a or whatever but um, um but I think like to know that other people were like, oh my gosh, like you saying that just makes me feel more validated or yeah. like you saying that 
made me feel like I could tell my mom or like you think, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things. I'm like, well, you know, if someone has to say it and I, I'll be the one to do it, you know? And mm-hmm. like, um, anyways, I'm rambling a little bit here, but I just yeah. have a lot of feelings about, um, about the way that, that I feel like I've gotten so much out mm-hmm. of those messages from the listeners and like yeah it's it's just kind of surprising because we do like we wanted to do this to help others and so for that to be an unexpected byproduct I'm just really touched by that yeah no I agree with all of that and I feel like even too while you were saying for me personally it's been amazing with every single guest we've had on of how open they've been and everything like I've learned so much from them and being able to have the conversations that we've had of like people's stories with purity culture or relationships, family stuff, friendships, like all of that stuff. It's been so refreshing almost that like this has been able to become a space where people can talk about this stuff. And I think it's just been so, so I keep going back to the word beautiful, but like it's been so beautiful to have each person that we've had on Uh, whether or not they were like nervous or not at first and didn't know what to say (laughs) like they've all been so open with us and in such a beautiful way that like I couldn't have asked for it to go about in any other way you know yeah no totally and I think I when you say that my first thought is Kendall's episode Mm so for people who haven't listened you should Mm -hmm. uh we titled it please don't ask if I have a boyfriend yeah and Kendall came on and talked about her experience with sexuality and um and I it's first of all it's our number one played episode mm-hmm. um and before we did this episode um you and I were so nervous because we were like we're two straight women asking yeah. a queer woman about her experience and like are we going to say something offensive mm-hmm. like are we like what's going to happen like yeah. we wanted to make sure that we did this really well and the like not even just the outpour because again crazy like she obviously had a lot of positive um outpour and messaging Mm -hmm. but then we got a lot too of people saying you guys did such a good job like all this stuff and that was just so unexpected and that's not like to our own horn or anything because I think Kendall is what made that episode Mm -hmm. so wonderful um but I think just to see like we know vaguely who our audience is like we just see the numbers and we get like like we interact with people when they interact with us um and so we know like generally people are like christian and possibly conservative and like it just like the overwhelming positivity and like love and people telling me like oh this sparked conversation in this person i know or Mm -hmm. this part of my life like it just i think it's overwhelming to think that like one little episode Totally. could do that and like we're still getting listens on it and I'm sure we'll still get right. listens on it when we aren't actively releasing episodes anymore um and that that too I think we had always thought we wouldn't be able to do that episode because mm-hmm. we had so many people rightfully so mm-hmm. um turn down our offer because it's a, it's a really like sensitive and yeah. personal topic and so to see that not only become a reality but like really surpass our expectations I like I really couldn't have asked for more Totally. I know that was, I feel like such a special moment for both of us there because we even talked about in the beginning of we would love to do this type of episode, but we don't know how and we don't know who and like we don't know what it would look like. And so I think being able to 
have that be an episode that got so much love is just so so incredible like I don't even know the words to describe it but like it makes me so happy that that is like an episode that was received so well and then even going back to like the multiple episodes we've had on race and the different dynamics of racial identity and racial relationships like the outpouring that we've and support that we've also seen for those episodes has been so cool in a year where a lot of people have been having those conversations for the first time and I know that I was really I was nervous about those because I'm a white woman coming from like a white suburban like upbringing and so it's like okay what is this going to look like um but I feel like to have those conversations and to have the support and like the openness of just like a dialogue about it um has been so cool and like you said a lot of our episodes are still even getting listens and so it's really cool to see that it's just like they're still going to be there you know like when anybody is ready or wants to listen to it totally well I want to talk a little bit about why we're ending yes we should after what 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) well especially because I feel like we could go on and on about like all the different episodes because they really have meant so much to both of us and we're you know so grateful for our guests who were willing to come on and share their experiences some have come on multiple times Mm -hmm. um so we're just really thankful for them. And um, why we're ending the podcast is a little related to our topic. So this yeah. would be perfect. Um, but Emily and I, when we first started, we, you know, we joked about how we would only stop if this would like affect our friendship and like if it was harmful to us to like work mm-hmm. together, which has just been the complete opposite. I think we're like, <laughs> we were, we're already best friends, but I think we just became yeah. like the same person after this. Yes. Um so that's not why at all and the <laughs> we were actually kind of I would say like pretty surprised when we were when we like first yeah. had the conversation about possibly ending the podcast because it's just scheduling like logistically yeah. it has become so difficult to make episodes yeah. because it's your schedule and my schedule and the guest schedule yeah. and um you know I think other podcasts don't have necessarily this issue if like the hosts are the reason why the podcast is happening Mm -hmm. but like our our emphasis has really been on having people come on to the podcast and share their stories and the the mixture and um, interaction of all the three possibly four of us when we've done that and so we can't make time if we can't find time for all for everyone then it's a lot harder um and I'll let you speak to what you have on your plate but I you know I work full-time I'm now going to grad school part-time, which we'll talk about today. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's a lot to juggle. And, you know, I signed up for it. I knew what I was taking on. Um, but it just, it means that my availability when it comes to scheduling is yeah. a lot less than it was before. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I agree. And I think that even when you've just started grad school, like our school schedules are completely opposite. opposite oh, days. Yeah. And so it's like... <laughs> It just doesn't work out. But um, yeah, no, life has just been, I feel like catching up to us. And now that hopefully we all see the light of the tunnel with COVID and we're going to get there and vaccines are coming out and more people are getting vaccinated. It's kind of like more things are going on. And like you said, like I've been in grad school and I'm like still in grad school right now. And 
planning a wedding and then like trying to figure out moving and everything. It's just, like you said, it's a lot. And I think that one thing that I really love about like this timing and everything is that we aren't like stressed about the podcast. No, but no, no, I don't think we've ever been like stressed about it, which is like something that I really love that we're ending it in like the best way possible. Like I know I've told people and they're like, Oh my God, why? And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I'm like, Brie and I aren't breaking up. We are best friends. We love it. (laughs) Can you imagine if I started this episode with, sorry guys, we're breaking up. Yeah, go listen to our friendship breakup episode. Now it's about because, us. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing can oh be further. Gosh. But I want I I won't cut you off. But I got similar yeah. responses. No, yeah, but I mean that's pretty much it. Like, I think life is just catching up to us, and especially now that um, quarantine is hopefully gonna be over soon, and it's gonna be safe to go out and do other things and kind of resume normal work schedule and schools and everything so yeah yeah commuting I I know eventually um yeah the only thing I would also add is we had so like we have a document with all of our um topic ideas Mm -hmm. and guests and like so many things that we like or not guests that we've asked like guests, guests that we've asked we like have released their episode. Yes. We didn't like leave anyone no. um, high and dry. Um, but we did have so many more topics and so mm-hmm. many more guests in mind. And so um, I don't want I don't want it to sound like we feel like we've covered everything. We're good. Like there's no, so no. much more that we know we could cover and mm-hmm. wanted to cover. And um, you know, my mom always jokes like, "Well, you know, you could just like pick it up again at some point." And I was like maybe but like yeah for the foreseeable for the foreseeable future that's not happening um and who knows maybe we'll like rebrand in our 30s or something if the podcast is so popular um (laughs) or podcasts in general are so popular but yeah that's kind of yeah I know I listen to podcasts all the time like at this point I've I start to say well I was listening to this podcast and then I stop myself I'm like why am I even like starting a sentence that way we all know all I do is listen to podcasts so I know I like Let's don't listen to music that I learn this. Honestly, I don't either. Unless mm-hmm. I have to do something kind of mindless, but yes. I prefer a podcast. Yes. Well, we can harp on this so much more. Maybe <laughs> you know we will off offline or off. Recording. Off air. Um, off air. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> um, but let's. We're gonna talk about grad school today. Yeah, you know, part of the reason that we're um ending the podcast, but for good reason. Um, yeah. we. Emily and I like have really different experiences mm-hmm. with grad school. Um, so we thought, why not share? And again, this could be yeah. totally different to any listeners. Um, and I also just want to start off by saying like, we fully are aware of the fact that like us having college degrees in the first place and also being able to go back and get another degree is incredibly a privilege. And we yes. know that and we're so thankful mm-hmm. for it. Um, yeah. So I just kind of wanted to start us off in that posture because mm-hmm. um, I've said to people before, like, oh my gosh, you should totally do it. Like I 10 out of 10 recommend. And I also have to follow that up with like, I know that that's like not, it's not as simple as like, oh, I just want to. Like having yeah. access and resources and the ability to go um, is not there for everybody. But mm-hmm. if that's something that you're interested yeah. in or it's something that you have on your plate, then I that's my sentiment of I would encourage people to go 
So, Emily, do you want to start us off and kind of um, tell us, like, how you thought about going to grad school, how you, like, like even started the process of applying and just kind of, like, like, from the conception of the idea. Yeah, totally. Now. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird to think about because I feel like, for me, I've had the general idea of my career path for a long time where ever since when I was an athlete as a little girl and being a competitive athlete I was like I want to like be with athletes and help support them but I had no clue what it looked like and probably not until I don't even remember what year in undergrad I found this and I was like oh like sports psychology would be really cool but I have to go to grad school Like, it wasn't even, like, an option of, like, oh, you can do it without, like, no, you would need to go to grad school, and so I kind of put that on the back burner, and I was, like, okay, I know I don't want to go right after undergrad, like, I am pretty tired of school, like, I just need a break, I'll go into the workforce, I can't go straight into it, and I knew that, and I'm so thankful that I did, Um, and so I ended up taking a full year off before pretty much even applying to grad school, And it was like this time last year, I remember having conversations with you where I was like, quarantine had been starting and kind of people were realizing like, we're going to be in this for a while. And I remember talking to you and I was like, I feel like this inkling of like, I want to do this. I keep thinking about it all the time. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I have a good stable job. I have like my apartment. I have everything but I really want this and I can't get out of my head. And so I remember talking to you, talking to my family. And one of the biggest things that came down to was timing for me. And I was like, I don't think there's a perfect time to do this. Like I know that it's going to be hard no matter what year I decide to do it. And there's always going to be something going on. There's always going to be maybe a job opportunity right now that I'm going to have to pass up to go, you know, or I'm going to have to move or whatever it might be. And so I kind of got to this point where I was like, why am I waiting when I know that I really want to do this? And why am I kind of holding myself back in that way? And so I was just like, I like dove into it. I was like, I'm researching schools. I'm going to like those online, like preview things for the Mm -hmm. departments And I just applied to CBU where I am right now. And I was like, I love the program. I like the school. I'll be back in California, which we all know how great that is. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. Like there's not even a guarantee I get in or whatnot. And for me, it was crazy because the application process was so fast. It was like Mm. I applied I heard that I got an interview with the director, met with her and like absolutely loved her. And she on the phone with me was like, oh, you're in. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I was like, okay. And so it was honestly shock. And then it hit me when I was like officially accepted and everything. And I was like, oh my God, now I have to like figure out the logistics of it, of I knew what like the money would be and like moving and everything, but I was like, I need to move states and granted we'll kind of get into what my school has looked like since then. But I was like, I'm in Seattle right now. I am going to move down to Riverside and I'm going to go to the school and it's one year, 
I'll be in and out, which for me was great because I didn't want to be in school for another four years. I just didn't really want to. Um, And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And at that point for me, I knew it was the right decision because I had those thoughts and I was like, okay, now I'm actually doing it. Like, I'm not just kind of thinking about it like, oh, that'd be really cool if that happened. But I was like, no, this feels right. And this is what I want to do. And I've talked about for so long. So honestly, for me, it was just such a whirlwind of deciding to go for it, apply, and then figure out the logistics and move down here. And yeah, we'll talk about like what it's looked like, but honestly, a huge whirlwind. (laughs) (laughs) But it has been even Mm -hmm. just as a spectator, but I think you've handled it really well. Oh, thank you. But what about you? What has your kind of like concept to applying, getting it and starting? What does that look like? Well, you and I had the idea kind of around the same time. So that was kind of helpful just to, but I think the difference, I mean, obviously everyone's like situation is different, but I, um, I didn't have the opportunity to do a, like a really short program. So I knew I would either be doing a two year full time or I would do like a extended program part-time which is what I ended up doing but I had to kind of like think about what was important to me when I was first thinking about it because I I initially thought about it kind of similar to you where like we were in the pandemic and I was like well my job has changed a lot and it's like I still kind of like it but if I had to get stuck in another pandemic like I wouldn't want to do this like I would want to be doing what I wanted to do forever um that being said really hope that this pandemic is multiple lifetime not that like mm. not trying to do this again um seriously and and so I was like yeah this is like this is kind of what I don't know gave me a good like reality check of like yeah I had been so comfortable in my corporate job and like just kind of doing what I already know how to do and like I have gone to a point in my job where I'm not new like I know what I'm doing and so there's this almost like automatic feeling of like oh I I know who to ask or what to do or whatever um and so I was kind of getting bored and I wasn't getting a lot of good and I don't feel like this is like crazy to say I wasn't getting a lot of affirmation about like like, oh well we can expand your role this way or we can do like it was just Mm -hmm. kind of like be patient and wait and I was like well I'm bored and I need to figure something out so I just kind of took matters into my own hands and started thinking about grad school and then also I do live on my own, quote unquote, in terms of like not with my parents. And I wanted mm-hmm. to continue to do that because I like living. Uh, I love them, but I love living on my own. Mm-hmm. And I still needed to pay back student loans. And so I was like, I don't really think it's feasible to just like quit my job and go to school. Yeah. So that's when I started to look into um, options where I could be a part-time student and started looking at programs that were already online before the pandemic because I wanted to go to a program where they knew what they were doing. I didn't need to relocate. I could just do what I was already doing and then add grad school to it. Um, And then the application process was kind of weird because I had only thought about school in the like structure, like, oh, you start in the fall because I'd only ever done that. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, it's too close. Like, I don't think I can, but this was like what, like last summer, summer of 2020. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't get it. I can't get everything together and start in fall of 2020 Mm -hmm. so I'll just wait till fall of 2021 
And so then I was just kind of like sitting on my hands for a while. Yeah. And I was like working on the application because the application wasn't going to change. And I had like reached out to people who were going to write my recommendations and everything. And it just, it, it kind of felt like I was like hurrying up to wait. And I, it just was like kind of driving me crazy. So I think um, sometime in the fall, I was like, you know what, screw it. Like they have a spring cohort starting in March. I'm just going to apply and see. And like, that will be kind of weird because I'll like start in the spring and graduate in this in yeah. the kind of winter spring time. And that's like kind of different, but like, it doesn't matter. Like I just can't wait until fall of 2021. So I got my shit together and applied and then had massive doubt. And all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> never mind, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, we'll see what they say. But I don't know if I actually want to do this. Mm-hmm. And part of me was like, Brianna, you just like asked people to like write you these letters and take time to do this. And now mm-hmm. you're like thinking you don't want to do it. But I had to, I, I really just didn't know. And I think a big part of it was that I am fronting the bill for grad school. Yeah. And so I was really nervous about mm-hmm. taking on this investment, which is, I now see it as an investment, but at, the po- yeah. at that time I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of doubt and I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to wait to see if I even get it. Cause what if I don't even get it? I don't get into any of the programs and that's like a clear, sure sign that either I'm not supposed to do this at all, or I just shouldn't do this right now. Mm-hmm. So I kind of didn't know when I was going to hear back. I just knew I had to hear some point in January. Yeah. I hear back from both schools I applied to in the same week and it was like weeks before I was supposed to even find out so I was like caught off guard but they called me and I was like oh this, this can only be about whether or not I got in and I don't think they call you to reject you so I like picked up the phone both times and I was so excited and it kind of surprised me that I was so excited um and so that was like a big moment where I was like I think I still do want to do this because I think if I truly didn't want to I would have just said no thank you Mm -hmm. and um then again the doubt came back because I was like oh my gosh this is a lot of money this is an investment and this I will be honest like I've you know lived on my own I've done different things but I really think deciding to go to grad school is like the first time I had to make a big decision by myself and I felt that when I called my mom and I was like asking her her opinion and her like what she thought and she gave me her opinion but she always kind of said but it really comes down to what you think and like what you're willing Mm -hmm. to take on and um like we'll support you no matter what um but this is like your decision to make and I kept like I talked to you I talked to my parents I like talked to everyone just like hoping someone would like give me the answer and everyone's like no like this is your decision to make which like should have felt empowering in the moment but it was just kind of debilitating because I was like holy shit I've never had to think about this like big of a decision on my own and then I don't really know what it was because it definitely wasn't like a moment mm-hmm. um because I definitely had a moment where I was like Psh, I don't know if I'm gonna do this like this is crazy yeah. and my like my way of doing it was like well I'll just try I'll try for the first couple quarters and if I don't like it I can stop which yeah. is not like my personality at all but if I need to at least I tried and I knew and whatever mm-hmm. So, um, I guess that's kind of how it all happened. I started in March. Um, so I like work during the day and then have class sometimes in the evening. It's like only twice a week. Um, and I won't bury the lead. It wasn't a mistake. I'm like so happy about it. We can talk more about it, but it was just kind of this like long drawn out process of, I want to do this, but it's scary and it's going to take a lot of time and effort and money and, 
Um, but then it was also like really exciting to think about building a new part of my career mm-hmm. and and really pursuing something that I'd always kind of had in the back of my head and something that I would I would periodically just like on a random Thursday night like look up a MSW program oh yeah. that's my program I never said that <laughs> I was getting my master's in social work um and I just like I just didn't think about like seriously doing it until that this like past year and then again like flipping and flopping but um I think there's been like small moments of like confirmation along the way even now where mm-hmm. um I'm like no this is this is what I want to do this is how I want to do it and um I'm really excited yeah that's my long story well and I even remember talking with you kind of in that decision process like when between when you got accepted and when you um like enrolled and yeah. one conversation that really stood out to me was this idea of, okay, we both came from a background where it's pretty expected to go to undergrad and everyone kind of around us did that. So it wasn't really a question, but going to grad school was kind of the biggest question because you could stay in the workforce, you could kind of do this, but now it was completely up to you. And having that decision where you're like, okay, this isn't expected. Like this isn't just like something that everyone does. You know, yeah. it's like completely like if you want to do it, great. But if you don't, no harm on you either. Like no judgment, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, I remember having that conversation. I had never thought about it like that before either. But it's true where I think if you come from a background of maybe your high school, like a vast majority of kids just go to college and don't even really think twice about it. Um grad school is kind of the first like oh well I don't have to do this but maybe I really want to and that's a very different decision making process at least I think it was for both of us yeah no I would agree and I think my mom and I have talked about this too where choosing to go to grad school was kind of this moment of realizing that like the idea that like going to college and getting your undergrad was just kind of expected was because my parents and I knew that once I got my bachelor's, that was going to open a lot of doors for me. Mm -hmm. And so if I wanted to stay in corporate, I totally could. And I could create a really awesome career and like really set myself up well in terms of career and finances. And like the, the bachelor's was like, was kind of required for that. Yeah. But the master's is just kind of like, I don't have any like really good word for it, except for like, it was, it was just kind of like a nice to have. You know, like if I wanted to have a career that was like particularly fulfilling to me and had a purpose or something that I was particularly looking for, then I could go get my master's and I would pay for that. And like, that would be something that was a nice to have, but the need to have of a bachelor's degree to, you know, be in a good place with your career and finances. Like I already had that. I had what I needed and this was a a nice to have. Um, Totally. And I think that also brought up feelings of like oh like should I even do that because Mm. it's a nice to have but I think the thing about the nice to have is like you can totally decide to have the nice to have you just have to make that decision and that was the hardest part for me because I just I it was so daunting for some reason but now that I've done it I think I feel more comfortable with making bigger decisions Mm. moving forward um Mm. because I've already I've done one so let's do nothing. You know, you just kind of like work yeah. the muscle. Yeah, no, totally. I agree. And maybe 
I don't know, do you want to talk about like what the experience has been so far? Like I know you just started in March, but your program is completely online, right? And so maybe you want to talk about that and kind of balancing it with working as well, because I know that's that was a big part of the decision for you, too. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, my, my program is 100% online, except for um, in my, so it's a three-year program, it's part-time or half-time, however you want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, it's completely online, and so my classes are online once, or sorry, every class is once a week. So I only have two classes, once a week, um, and it's a flip style, so you basically do asynchronous work so you like listen to the lecture and you do your readings and everything and when you go to class all you do is uh discussion groups um breakout rooms things like that Mm -hmm. um and then in your second and third year you do internships so like some of those could be online like if if you needed to um but typically they're Mm -hmm. in person so but in turn I don't ever have to like go to Denver um Mm -hmm. unless or until graduation which everyone has said it's like super fun Mm -hmm. um to like finally get to see all your professors in person and like meet classmates and so I'm really looking forward to that you know that's a bit a bit away but um yeah so I basically work my typical nine to five my boss and my team are super super supportive um I actually have to log off like a little early once a week so that I can go to class and when I asked I was like kind of nervous because I was like sorry like it has to do with like the time difference like mountain time is an hour ahead and all this stuff and like nobody flinched they were like oh yeah go for it like it just I think I have just like a really um accommodating work culture um which I'm really grateful for but I also like have people on my team and um have a boss who's like really aware of my goals and just kind of like my personality and I think that they kind of um it wasn't like shocking when I was like hey I'm going back to school I think they were like really excited and one of the things that was so helpful for me was um before I had that conversation and told them I talked to you about it because I was so nervous Mm -hmm. and you had had like that conversation similar but kind of different because you were leaving your job and I remember you were like nobody's upset about people getting more education like that's just not a thing no. like they're gonna be excited for you and I was like I know I, I don't actually know I guess I'm kind of nervous and then of course like they were so excited and more excited than I thought um so you were right um <laughs> they're so happy for me and so I think that's honestly been a really key part to the the juggle is knowing that like I mean, I, I don't do schoolwork when I'm like during the, like even during my lunch day or lunch yeah. day, a wish lunch break. Um, I'm not doing schoolwork. So I, I can't mm-hmm. shift gears that quickly, but I definitely feel like, okay, when I'm at work, I'm doing work. And, you know, some people on my team have asked me like, oh, how are your classes going? Or what are you learning? And yeah. that's always really nice to have people be interested. Um, and then when I log off, I, you know, I'm either in class or doing schoolwork or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think being remote and being home and being online, like being remote for everything, I think is really helpful right now. We'll yeah. see what it's like when I end up going back to the office and commuting and stuff again. But um, for right now, it's been uh, pretty doable. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. your program is very different. Yeah. Well, it's even more different this year because of COVID. <laughs> but yeah, so... Well, I don't even think I said what I'm in. I'm in sports psychology. <laughs> I think you did. That's I why like I, I remembered did. it. I feel like I did in my intro, but I don't know if I did here. But yeah, and so my program's just one year, 12 months, um, from August to August. And so, like I said before, that was something that really drew me into it, where I was like, okay, it's going to be like a grind for 12 months, and then I can go work, and like I can apply what I've learned. Yeah. Um 
but yeah, so I, when I applied and got accepted, they were kind of, it was like right in quarantine where everyone was kind of like, we don't know how long this is going to go. Like schools are online right now, but hopefully like in the fall, we'll get back. Little did we know here we are. (laughs) And so I still moved down here to California because I had planned it with Ricky and then Noah, our previous guest now, um, that we were all going to get an apartment together. And I was like, well, we have this planned and I'm just going to do it because I don't know what the future is going to hold for my program and like what it's even going to look like. And so I moved down and all classes were online. So it's kind of kind of like yours where it's asynchronous, where like we're live with the teacher. It's not like pre-recorded lectures that we just kind of do in our own time for the semester. Um, So we're like all live in class every week and I'm full time. So I have right now five classes during the week. And then also on top of that, we have like kind of internships, like sites that we go to, um, to do like hands-on stuff. And so in the fall, we were all online and everything. And most of our sites were online as well, because that was like probably the heat of COVID right now where athletic teams were not practicing, competing, like everything was online. And so I got to go to campus maybe a couple times, but it wasn't a lot. And I remember it was an adjustment because I had never done online school before. Like I never even like taken a summer course online before, always did everything in person. And so it was just kind of a weird adjustment. And then luckily our professors have had like a couple semesters online to get the groove of it before we came. Um, But I mean, they even talked about how it was an adjustment for them and especially with the work that we do where in-person sessions had to be moved to Zoom. And we're like, how do we interact with 30 athletes that are teenagers on Zoom? Like, it's not super, I don't know, you don't think about it a lot. And so that was definitely an adjustment for me. And yeah, so going into spring and then we're going to be going into summer now where we were all kind of hoping we're like, Oh, maybe we'll be in person. Like we're a smaller applied program. Like I only have about, I think 35 students in my cohort. So we're pretty small. Yeah. And um, so we were like, Oh, maybe we'll get an exception. Like maybe we'll get to be in person. Like we're applied and everything Um, that didn't happen. And so pretty much it looks like my whole program will be online, which for me, I'm kind of okay with it because I do still have some in-person things because I go to campus probably two-ish times a week, give or take the week, um, to see one of my professors and like five other students. And we go to talk to teams and sites and everything. And luckily, some things have opened up where like our teams are able to compete, which has been like so great for us. But that's really been the nicest part where I get to see some people in person and I get to like know one of my mentors um, and like learn from him in person just because I'm I'm more of a visual person and like be there. So like I'll really click with it if it's in person with me. So yeah, it was definitely an adjustment for me going to online and then kind of the realization of okay, my whole program is going to be online now where it was an in-person program. But we've talked about it in my cohort where this type of virtual work environment is not going to go away in, I think, a lot of fields. And so even in our field, we've kind of been like, 
okay, we're all online. We can use this to our advantage and like we can use this to grow. And so I think it's all about how you look at it, but it's definitely, it was for sure an adjustment to me and how being home all the time. And then I have classes at night, just like you. And so I'm going till 10 PM at night and then like doing class in my bedroom. Um, So yeah, it's, it's been good. It's definitely been an adjustment, but I think that for me, I'm in a really lucky place where I do have some in-person interaction that I really love. So what would you say is your favorite part about not like the logistics, but just the program that you're in and how it's preparing you for your career goals? So we have our classes and everything, right? And then we have all our cohort, like all moves together in the same classes because we're so small. They just put (laughs) us all together in every class. And so we all have like, so we'll have like 35 people in our classes. But then once a week, we have our smaller practicum class, which is only 10 of us with one of our mentors. Um, and for me, it's been so helpful and so useful to have that like constant interaction with a mentor. Um, we're like an undergrad. You don't really get that unless you seek it out. And you're like, I want to like do research under you or I want to take like all your classes or whatever. But here in my program, it's like, okay, everyone has a practicum instructor instructor, and that's your mentor. And that's who you talk about with your hours and your sites that you're doing and all of that. And for me, that's been super cool because it's kind of the first time professionally where I've had just that constant interaction um, with a mentor. So I really loved that part of it for sure. I love that for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what about you? I know that you haven't been in it too long, but what do you kind of either see now or foresee in the future with your program? Uh, yeah, I, have, I haven't been in it too long, so I can't say for sure with just, I just have a limited experience to speak to, but I, um, I, I think it was after my first class I had texted him in my like family group chat and I was like, it wasn't a mistake. Like, I'm so <laughs> glad I did this. Like, it's, I'm getting my money's worth. Like, I mm-hmm. really was nervous just to see, um, just to see what it was going to be like and just to see if it was really what I wanted. I think, I think you get a lot of information on, like, websites and going to the preview um, sessions or any of that stuff. But I think it's really different to be somewhere and, or I guess not be somewhere because I'm virtual, but to actually be doing it. And I think... Um, and I think because I, I'm, I'm paying for it myself, I was like, I really, mm-hmm. really want to make sure that I like what I'm doing and yeah. it's worth it. And I think for me, what I've really loved so far, and I think will be true as I keep going, is right now the two professors I have are both women and they're just powerhouses. Like yeah. they have done so much in their career so far. They still do so much outside of teaching. Like they're not yeah. Um, full-time professors like they still are practicing social workers and they Mm -hmm. are still doing research and they're still doing so many things and like you know one of them has children and the other one she hasn't shared like much about her personal life um, in that realm Mm -hmm. but like even one of my classmates I think I told you she's a mother of five and like getting her master's and so I think just to see so many incredible women and like the social work field is pretty like female dominated um and so I like I mean I'm sure I'll have awesome men professors too but I think to see yourself in your -hmm. professors and to see them be so intelligent and so competent and just like really guiding you I'm just really um excited about and really grateful for 
And I think also um, master programs are just really different because they're very specific to what you're actually going to be doing. Like they, I can tell you how many times like a sentence starts with, so when you're a practicing clinician, X, Y, and Z, you know, whereas, and I, I love theory. I love research. Like mm-hmm. undergrad is great in that realm, but I, when you were going to grad school, you're going so that you can get the job you want, not just to like get the education just to get it. At least in my opinion, like it's a very yeah. clear once I get, and I know that, like, I know now, okay, when I finish my graduate, then I need to take this test and I need to apply for this license. Yep. Like I know what the steps are. Um, and so I think to have those resources and have those people who are very clearly on the same trajectory mm. or like on that same goal um, progression with you, like, I think that is super incredible and I'm just like really grateful for it so I'm all about it I'm like so obsessed um so yeah that's that's what I would say so far and hopefully that is still the case oh no I love that and I love I mean I don't know who's listening to this or what or who's gonna listen to this but honestly shout out to all the moms going back to school to get their master's because one person in my cohort just had a baby and she missed one week of class okay I have you are a queen I literally have a woman in one of my classes who's expecting only August September I can't remember and I'm like is she like I if I was having a kid right now I would take off a quarter like I 100% would like I would take (laughs) off some time come back and like maybe she will maybe she won't I don't know but like she just even the way that she just like well like yeah I'm expecting and yeah you know, like she's starting with me like we everyone has to take the, our co- cohort is bigger we have like 80 to 90 mm-hmm. so it's not all the same people because classes are only like 20 people right but everyone starts in the same two classes yeah. so you know when you go to class like I don't know if they're full-time or part-time like me but I do know that we were just starting it at the totally. same time so I'm like so impressed it's same. just it's wild which also I think you and I have talked about this a little bit, like grad school, I think is a little different in that you could go right after undergrad and many people do, but there's a lot of people who don't go right away. And so finding that balance between career and your, like your career goals and your family goals, I think is really tricky. And like Mm -hmm. you and I are not having children yet, but I also know that like, I'm going to be graduating when I'm 26 ish. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not a wild time. I mean, like I'm not planning to have a child, right? the second but like that's not a wild time to have a kid so like if I was pregnant my last quarter or something I would be in good company with like other parents and like other people who are you know it's just like really different I think than when you're in undergrad and like everyone is 20 years old too or like everyone's 19 or whatever whereas like I'm not the youngest person Mm -hmm. in my class but I'm definitely not like the like the average age like it's really really a spectrum Mm-hmm. same no. and I love that I love that like we have yeah. yeah we have people that didn't take any time off from undergrad and just went like straight in and then we have one person who had like a like very long successful career and ended that career early and was like I'm gonna go do this and I'm like that's super cool like I love yeah. and like one thing that I've noticed in my program too which I'm, it's sounding like you're going to see in your program as well with your professors is like the love and support for people in different life stages is super cool. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Sorry. When this um, woman gave birth just very recently, our professor was like, 
literally whatever you need we're here and like can we see the baby in zoom class and like just take five minutes and like celebrate it and it's so cool oh my gosh it is really I have one professor who um I can't remember how it came up I think she was eating a snack and she's like I know that like we're not supposed to like eat or whatever but like life is happening so if you need to eat during class just make sure you're 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 muted so I can't hear it and like if you're if your toddler needs to sit on your lap like because there's like really there's like policies for like all online programs like you're not supposed to have like a pet or a child on your lap when you're taking class or like you're supposed to like there's all these things Mm. for like opportune learning and respect um but she was like I like she was like I know every professor is different but like if your toddler needs to be on your lap do it yeah. or like if you know like if you need to like attend to your life and your other responsibilities yeah do it you know like if you can minimize those so that you can get the most out of the class absolutely mm-hmm. but like things happen so and when she, and that was my first class that she had said that and I was like mm-hmm. it doesn't apply to me but I'm like <laughs> so for this energy and like yeah. this, like posture mm-hmm. um especially because I think like we can only speak to this because we're not men but like women do have like a really different approach I think when you think about your career and grad school because you're also you also have like this limited time to have a family and like do all these other things Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes it can feel like well maybe I shouldn't go to grad school because it may not be accommodating to like my family needs or if those family needs arise or whatever and Mm -hmm. I would just say from our experiences so far that it has not been the case I think people are Mm-mm. so accommodating so understanding um and part of like why I love having you know women who um are at the forefront of this field and mm-hmm. my program like my 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 dean is also a woman um and I, yeah. I just feel like my experience has been really seen and I know that's not always the case but I think if you look hard um actually you shouldn't have to look hard but I think mm-hmm. you can find what you're looking for and I think that there are definitely totally. ways I mean one of my classmates has five children like Seriously. if she can do it I really mm-hmm. I'm just like and honestly like when when I heard her say that I was like I have no excuses I, I know. literally like I have the easiest situation I know. compared to her like if she can do it I can do it and not complain you know like oh, totally. and that's not to like minimize yeah anything I have going on in my life but if anything it was like such an inspiration of like I don't even know what's going to happen in these next three years. Like I could, I could move. I could, there's a lot of things that can happen even just in a year. And I'm like not phased because there's a way there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we could talk about this for so long, but I do really (laughs) want to talk about um, balance and support systems during grad school, because I feel like having your support is so key and so important because yeah, it is different than undergrad and there are different responsibilities and different like stressors. And so I don't know, do you want to talk about kind of how you're going about balancing school right now? And then also just support systems and the importance of it for you? Yeah, I would say balance is tricky for me in general, Mm -hmm. um, just because I just like want to put everything on my back and do it myself. Um, and I think it has been really good for me to be able to be so vocal at work um, and just not like, I don't, not like, oh my gosh, I have to do this and this, but just uh, like being really open with, yeah, after five o'clock, like I'm not going to be online because I'm studying or I'm mm-hmm. going to be in class or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just having those like clear boundaries, I think is so key to balance. And then also like my professors know that I work full time. I'm also not the only one. Like there's a lot of people who are doing mm-hmm. what I'm doing. 
um which also I think is helpful to know that I'm not like a unique snowflake I'm totally there's other people who are doing it with me and who have done it Mm -hmm. and there are specific tracks for people who are part-time so it's well established and supported Mm -hmm. on the school front and then work too so I think for me the balance is a lot of boundaries and also um I don't really know how to like sum it up in one word but like I find balance in designating time to each thing so Mm. from nine to five I don't look at anything for school Mm -hmm. and then after five o'clock I have class and I do homework or you know I FaceTime with you and Juliana or you know whatever it is and um I also like set like goals for myself like today is a Saturday and I did an hour of work before we did this and I'll probably do an hour after and then maybe do something else and like just being able to designate time Mm -hmm. to everything I think is really helpful because when you're an undergrad you go to the library all day Saturday (laughs) or like you go set up at a coffee shop and you just have Mm -hmm. like all of the time in the world because your whole job in college for four years is to really be a student if you're lucky enough to just like focus on that and even like I worked in college but they were always like part-time like on-campus jobs you know it wasn't something I really like Mm -hmm. was dependent on it just gave me spending money which again super grateful for and not something everyone has Mm -hmm. um but I think when you're in grad school it's just really different I mean you're full-time so that's kind of what your life is like but um you're also planning a wedding and like have a fiance and like have other responsibilities Mm -hmm. that a lot of like people don't have when you're an undergrad so I think grad school that Mm -hmm. shift of okay, I need to make time for this. But I also like, I can't, I don't spend all day Saturday studying anymore because I have other things I got to do and like mm-hmm. other responsibilities. And so for me, setting aside that time and designating it as this is school time, this is work time, this is social time, whatever, yeah. um, allows me to A, be really present and focused and then allows me to really feel like I have balance. Mm-hmm. So that's the balance part. Yeah. Support system. I think I'm still figuring out I think mm-hmm. I obviously like feel supported by my parents. They're very, very proud of me and like will text me every now and then and ask me how classes are going. And my mom has sent me like little care packages mm-hmm. again. Um, so I, and like my, my sisters and my brother and everyone is super supportive. So yeah. um, I definitely have like that. I have an advisor um, who's specifically assigned to me at school, which has been really great. And then obviously like being able to talk with you and Juge um every week has been really nice especially because like you're like you're both in grad school so I think mm-hmm. having people that I'm really close to who are it's not the same like we're not all doing the same thing yeah. but I think to be in that similar headspace is really helpful because I don't have to explain myself you know it's just like right. oh, girl I get that you know totally um mm-hmm. but I think it, I mean it has been hard like friend wise locally just because we're in quarantine so like my circle is small um and I've lived here since post-grad, so it's what, two years now, and slowly but surely people are starting to move and, like, move to new areas or move back to where they're from or what have you, so I think that, like, the people who I feel really close to who are just within reach are starting to dwindle, which is something that I'm actually currently trying to figure out and, like, Mm -hmm. kind of see, like, where do I feel the most support, where do I need to be, um, and... Yeah, but I think overall, I, I definitely have a support system. They're just not all a five-minute drive for me. Totally. Yeah, and I think that that can be, I mean, I'll talk about mine in a minute, but that can be a lot of people's um, reality, especially right now, where a lot of support systems have turned virtual. 
And I think a lot of people are trying to figure that out, whether they're going to school or working or whatever they're doing. Yeah. So. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. But tell me about, about yours. Uh, mine. I mean, yeah, mine is a little different because like you said, I'm full time. And so this 12 months is a grind. And for balance for me, I think that it's all about, so I'm not working while I'm in school. I don't think I've explicitly said that yet, but I initially, when I moved down here, I was like, I want to try to do that because obviously grad school is a lot of money. And yes, I have some savings, but like I'm going to need to be like working to be like financially stable, going into marriage, all that. And so I tried it and then I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like my program's accelerated. Like I am stressed out of my mind. I just like, I don't know if I can do this because I had a conversation with someone. I can't remember now. I think multiple people actually, where I was deciding if I was going to work or not. And I was like, this is 12 months of my life where I have to put everything I have into it and launch myself into a career that I feel good to go into and I feel ready and I feel like I got the most out of my program and for me that meant not working and again I'm so blessed that I don't have to and I have a loving fiance that can support me too as well and yeah so balance for me has even more been so like yes, I'm not working, but like, I don't want my whole life to be school for these 12 months. Because like you said, like I did that in undergrad and I've always prided myself on being a really good student and getting good grades and putting in all the effort. And so me being like, I can still do that, but then also do other things as well of like have a movie night right now or FaceTime my friends weekly. And I do have time for this call with my parents or whatever. Um, So being able to find that balance and even I think also too, because I worked for a year before going into grad school, I, especially at the end of my year working, I was like, I really want to have a good balance. I don't want to be a workaholic. I don't want to be someone who's thinking about work 24 seven. And so I'm hoping that after grad school and kind of like thinking about this of just like you said, I'm not going to do homework all day today on on a Saturday and I'm not going to do homework all day on a Sunday where in undergrad, it's kind of like Sunday's crunch day and then tomorrow's Monday and I have to get yeah. everything done. Um, but not having that mindset of like, okay, I'm going to do the best I can and I'm going to put the time and effort in, but it's not going to consume my life. I'm hoping we'll go into my career life as well of, yeah. okay, this needs to be balanced. Um and I saw, I saw this one quote actually really recently that really stuck with me. I don't remember who it was. I think it was a famous actor and it was it's kind of a morbid quote, but he said something to the fact of, if you die tomorrow, your company will post your job within the month, but your friends and family, like they're going to be there and like mourning you and like thinking about you. And so it's like, where are you going to put your time and energy? Like, are you going to be a workaholic or are you actually going to like prioritize like the people in your life? So I've thought about that a lot recently. I know I'm so sorry. It's morbid. (laughs) I mean, it is, but I think it's also a really good reality check because we live in a capitalist society that tells us you need to buy more, you need to earn more. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, everyone has their different values and, uh, but I don't think you get away from that smog of capitalism that tells you like, you need more, yeah. you need more. Um, yeah. And I mean, sure, money makes things easier. Like, I, I think we can all agree to that. Yeah. But yes, it's morbid. But I also think it's a good reality check. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about that with balance. And then support system, of course. Like, I moved states to be down here. And my family's from Washington. And um, I was actually really scared to move down here because I have friends in Southern California but like within like a couple hours of driving yeah you know it's not like we have to make a weekend to like hang out exactly and so I was like okay I'm moving to a new city um I'm very very grateful that I did have people that I could live with and that I felt comfortable coming down here with because if I didn't I think it would be a very different story of being very lonely down here um so I've been really grateful for that and even just the support from like you kind of said when you were telling people first that like I got in I'm gonna go to school like the support from that like my old boss like cried tears of joy for me that like (laughs) I was like going to do this and like challenge myself and so seeing that first support of like when I decided to go and like made these plans kind of reassured me that like, okay, I have people in my corner. Like this isn't crazy. Like I have people. Um, But then kind of like you said also too, like um, I think all my friends are virtual right now. Like some are in California. Yes. And like within driving distance, but it's like a weekend trip or some people are up in Washington some people are at grad school who knows where and so it's kind of it's weird where I think I mean I think a lot of people have experienced this with quarantine but yeah there are weeks where I was like oh I wish I could just like go decompress with my girlfriends and like yeah I love my fiance he's here and I don't know what I do without him but sometimes like I need my girls and that's just the reality of it and so I think it's been really important for me kind of going back to balance of like scheduling like weekly FaceTimes and like unless something like drastic comes up like that's the priority for that hour hour and a half um and doing all that so I don't know how anyone gets through grad school without a support system I I mean I've been in it now since August and I'm tired and I'm I have about gosh when this episode comes out it'll be like four months left which is terrifying um but yeah I don't know how I would have gotten here or am gonna like continue on to graduation and after without a key support system yeah yeah definitely and I think hopefully as things open up and people get back to me mm-hmm. I think I think support system too especially for people who are going to school right now it's gonna look different I'm hopeful because mm-hmm. you know before it was like okay well like who have you been spending time with like how big is your circle like you know what I mean so I'm yeah. I'm excited to see my friends who like aren't my besties like people I have totally. fun with because it's like safe to do so so I totally I'm hopeful that that will you know because mm-hmm. the thing is like support system is not just for grad school like whether you're no. working Mm -hmm. whatever like you need your 
you need your people to decompress mm-hmm. with and have fun with and you know make memories with so hopefully yeah. we'll you know see that change over time and you'll be yeah. able to like go hang out with your classmates this <laughs> summer and like yeah. you know get a drink or go to dinner and just like totally. hang out like not have to talk about school and just like enjoy the bond that you guys have like created virtually but in person with whoever's around but totally um what are just the last thing before we do some fun questions at the end mm-hmm. um what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's considering going back and getting their master's oh, I was thinking about this and this is a hard question I think I mean we talked to, we just talked about balance and support system and I don't even think that yeah. needs to be said again of like number one piece of advice but yeah I think for me just knowing in your head that if this is something you're considering and you've thought about it, like there's no perfect timing, like there's not. And for me, like that made the difference of, okay, there's no perfect timing. Like I can think about it all I want, but then when am I going to do it? And worrying about, oh, this is going to disrupt this timing of my life, or this is going to disrupt me moving and like being close to these people um like there's no perfect timing and so if you want to do it and this is something that you want to do then you can make it work and like there are ways to kind of I don't know make it work again but yeah I think it's just it's scary for sure and like there are gonna be days where you're tired and you're exhausted and you're like, why am I doing this? Like, is it worth it? Like, trust me, like there are going to be those days in the program where you're like, God, I hope this is worth it because it's a lot of money. It's a lot of time and energy. And yeah, it's just a lot some days, but I think really knowing yourself and knowing that it's something you want to do, um, in the end, I believe it is worth it. And like, it is worth the time and energy. So yeah, I don't know. That's a roundabout answer and just a lot of thoughts, but yeah. Yeah. But I, I agree with all of it. And I think mm-hmm. one thing that I remember when we were first talking about thinking about going back to school, um, we kept saying, <laughs> we don't have kids. This is the time to yeah. go. Like, we don't have kids. And um, yeah. And I totally take that back now, seeing the mothers and fathers mm-hmm. in my program. Um, and I agree with everything that we've said so far. I think the one thing I would say is do it for yourself. I think yeah. there were a lot of people when we were graduating who were considering grad school because other people were, mm-hmm. or they didn't know what they wanted to do. And, or like, you weren't sure what the job market was going to look like. Cause they just mm-hmm. thought like, oh, I'll get more schooling. And I think that if you... I think if you're just doing it to do it, I don't know that you're going to get as much out of it. But I think if you are really wanting to do it, no matter what your circumstances in terms of like, if you do it right after school or if you wait or, or whatnot, I mean, there are people in my program who like need to get their master's to get a promotion. So it's Mm -hmm. a very like specific thing. Mm -hmm. And there are other people like myself who are, you know, making the pivot back into the field. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would just say like, regardless, like, you know, you're the one who has to spend the money, take the time, put the mental energy into being present in class and being present in your offsites and internships and everything involved. And so I, I would say just do it for yourself. And if at the end of the day, it's not why you're doing it, you probably shouldn't. And that's, yeah, I guess that's what I would say. 
Yeah, well, and I feel like, too, like, grad school's not for everyone. And no, no, it's not. <laughs> grad school is not for every career path, is nope. not for every person. Like, this is just our experience and our idea of that it's going to be worth it for us in the long run because we've thought about and we have pretty specific career dreams that we want to achieve but their grad school for sure is just not work not for everyone and like just like we said before like it's completely a choice and like you said it's a choice for yourself like no one else should be making that choice for you so I really like that I can (laughs) (laughs) oh should we go into our fun questions yes Okay. In the spirit of our last episode and how uh, we, yeah. we still have to end with fun questions. We do. We do. And these, I, these are a cu- two of my favorite, I think. Yeah, me too. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. So the first one is, what is one adult thing that you think you need to get better at? Because, <laughs> I mean, we're early 20s still, but we're adults going to grad school and working. Uh, I have two. Okay. One's like small, one's like one I don't know if it really counts as an adult thing, <laughs> and one definitely does. <laughs> okay. Um, the first one is I am so bad at changing the time in my clock in my car. <laughs> I don't do it. I I literally just do the math every time I look at my clock. Like because, for daylight savings time? Yes. Okay. So like right now, it's hour behind. And I just do the math or is an hour ahead I don't know mm. I can't remember details doesn't matter yeah I don't know. clearly because I just do, I like look <laughs> at it and I know what time it is and the only time I and this has been true since I got my car in college so mm-hmm. the only time it's changed is when someone else which like right now I'm not driving with that many people right, right. the only time I ever change it is when someone's sitting in a car with me and they're like your clock's wrong and I'm like <laughs> Do you want to fix it? The manuals in the glove compartment, and then they do. But other than that, I don't change it because no. I just don't care. I just like, yeah. and the only reason why the clocks and which I don't even know how many clocks we even have in my house, uh, they're only changed because my roommate does it. So, yeah, like, I don't touch it. I I just it doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't phase seem, you. Yeah, and it just doesn't seem like it doesn't bother me enough. Like my clock is usually also, like five minutes five to seven minutes ahead because I like to think I have more time to get I do that too yeah so I just I'm like the time it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. which is funny because I'm a very punctual person so it's not like yeah. I just like roll up whenever I just do the mental math anyway no that one's okay. small I probably should get my shit together on that one um <laughs> the second one is um so I, I'm still on my parents insurance mm-hmm. uh writing that thing till 26 mm-hmm. and I, I make my own appointment. I will give myself that. I call or whatever. I make my own appointment mm-hmm. and I handle all those things. But when I needed to find like a new dentist in Santa Barbara or like, actually my doctor, I did find my own because my friend like referred me, but okay. like my dentist and I want to say maybe, no, I think I found my optometrist, but like with my dentist or anytime I like need a new doctor for something, mm-hmm. which has happened a few times, I call my mom and ask her to find one that's reliable and then when she tells me that like oh you can use this one because they have like good reviews and they're reliable and they take our insurance then I call but that first part oh yeah research I give up so I just call my mom which I really should just be able to do that on my own I feel that because I have this weird thing about 
if I'll research like a dentist or doctor or whatever and I'm like how can I know this is good like I have no yeah. idea but I feel like my parents would yes exactly <laughs> so, yeah I feel that exactly. I understand that that the, we will grow we will grow <laughs> we'll grow <laughs> what, what's yours mine is also car related and I just really need to learn how to change a tire so that if I'm stranded, if I'm stranded on the side of the road, I don't just like start crying and call someone. I'll know what to do because I've never changed a tire in my life, and I probably should. I just but. don't know that I have the upper body strength to like mm. pump the what is it the car jack? Yeah, yeah. To, like lift the tire. I'm gonna be honest. I really just don't think I have the upper body strength or mm. even the body weight to like get the mm. tire up. Mm. enough to change it so yeah I have you ever you want to do have you ever changed a tire no and I had a friend in college who um she got a nail on her tire so her boyfriend came over to change the tire and he was like oh like have your roommates come out like well I'll just teach all of you and we like stood there for like two minutes and we're like nice job we're gonna go back inside like we just like did not care yeah and he was like (laughs) probably I was like I got triple I think so much which like maybe is still a, a bad sentiment I don't know but um yeah I was not interested in learning yeah well, you should yeah that's okay I just feel like I feel like I should learn I really do so I would love to maybe be that's a goal able to like I yes. think it's super badass just like I think it's like super totally. badass people know how to drive manual but like oh I yeah that and I didn't I didn't enjoy it I've never tried and probably never will I, I think if I lived somewhere that was super flat, mm, I would mm-hmm. totally learn. But totally. I have always lived in places that have hills, and that's just same. Oh yeah, I could never imagine doing that in Seattle. That just sounds like a panic attack waiting to happen. I get stressed <laughs> on hills in an automatic. Honestly, I, I digress. I digress. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next question. So this is a fun one that I really love. So we're on death row, right? And it's your last meal. What do you choose? And you get to choose the food, drink, appetizers, entree, everything, if you choose. What a feast. Well, what's funny is I have such a rabbit's appetite. Like, I, I'm always, <laughs> like, that person who has to, like, order off the kids' mm-hmm. menu or, like, split it yeah. with someone because I, mm-hmm. I have such a small appetite. But my first thought is, like, okay, what – feast will I have just a little <laughs> bit of beach yeah right um it's honestly not gonna make sense I would That's want okay. a just like if I'm envisioning a table I would want a Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell yes. I would like a side of Dino Nugs mm-hmm. I would also like an order of sushi mm-hmm. um I'm not really sure which kind because there's so many I like so maybe a variety okay. platter okay I would like a jug of sweet tea. From um, anywhere in particular or just sweet tea? Uh, I there I have I've yet to meet a sweet tea I have okay. not liked. So okay. I think I think anywhere is fine. Um I would also oh gosh, I need a big helping of gelato straight from Italy. Mm. Um what else? I need like some pasta dish, but it, there isn't one mm. that like speaks to me and then I want like an old-fashioned like hamburger and fries from a diner like yeah. an old school diner yeah I'm sure I'm missing I like something that. else that I would want oh and then I need at least like one sleeve of Thin Mints 
Oh, yeah. You okay. know, just to send me yeah. out. But I like that. That's my order. <laughs> Your feast that you have a little like, bit of everything. Like, <laughs> none of it is related whatsoever except that oh, I, no. the, the like common factors that I love it. That's it. Oh, yeah. But that's all you need for your last meal. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Anna Pazuki. Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) I love it. What's yours? Okay. I don't know if I have as many things as you, but I would have... probably (laughs) does. I'll start with my drink because I know that. It's a drink from a hotel in Canada. It's called Estate Holdup. I... Still don't even know what's in it, but it's so good. It's an alcoholic drink. Cool. Like, like literally the best drink I've ever had. So that. And then I would have, for sure, sushi from this place in Oregon where it's – we would get it, like, half price at night. But it's, like, one of the best sushi rolls I've ever had. So mm. I would get that. I don't remember what it's called, but I would get that. I would get for sure like huge side of fries, just like all the fries mm. in the world. Oh, all fries the fries in the, the world. Um, my... Yeah. Well, you had hamburger and fries from the diner. Oh, I did. Thank you. Yeah, you have that. <laughs> I had so many items I already forgot. <laughs> yes, I would have that, and then I might have also. I've really been into fried calamari lately love that I would have that and uh, I might just have a burger too because I love a good burger I know a burger and then like a small milkshake on the side too so I'll have like that little meal and then like everything else cool I'm going in and out after this call oh my gosh yes in and out or chick-fil-a for the sweet tea yeah yeah but I think that's what I would have I can't think of anything else right now I love it Thank you. You know, hopefully we don't have to actually uh, have this said last night on death row. But it's making me hungry now, though. I know. I'm <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't had, had lunch, lunch yet. yet. <laughs> I, yeah, I, was, I was like, I haven't had lunch yet today. Uh, I think this is what I'm going to be doing afterwards. <laughs> so, no, I love that. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, I don't know how to end God, this. God, I don't but... know how to end it either. I just, before you close, yeah, I just want to say uh last thing I'll say on this podcast Mm -hmm. is I'm just so grateful for you and Mm. the way that we have done this together and the way that we've you know supported each other and the way that you have supported me um when I'm like stressed about an episode (laughs) not like stressed like nervous about an episode of the topic or what I said Mm. um and I think that you have just like really been a really wonderful podcast co-host and partner and I hope that we get to do more creative stuff together in the future when it's not so uh, daunting logistically <laughs> because yeah, I mean, we're, we're best friends and we talk every day and pretty much every mm-hmm. hour. So yeah. I know that's not changing, but Aww. I really like love this part of our friendship. Me too. Yeah. I love that. I love that we've gotten to do this together and like, I've seen both of us grow through this and like really, just like thrive in these episodes and I've loved that and I love to see that for you too and just yeah I I'm just so happy that we've done this together and like I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else so I'm so happy but I also want to say to our listeners like we talked about the support that we've gotten earlier in this episode but just that like we seriously wouldn't 
be here without you guys and like we would not have the same sentiment towards our podcast without like the love and support from everyone even the people that like we've known and our friends and have talked about it with them or like the people that we don't know even listen and personally um it's just been so cool and like we love you guys and I'm just I'm so happy that you guys have stuck with us and kept listening so yeah and to our guests (laughs) our all of our guests were amazing yeah and I yeah I agree with all of that yeah but uh, well this is it but yeah we love you guys we are so happy that you've trusted us with this journey and been along with it for us but yeah feel free we're always going to be here so literally yeah, I was gonna say, like we're so... not we're not going anywhere <laughs> we're just ending this so yeah yeah but we love you guys and yeah I guess I guess this is it I guess we'll chat soon in another way in another time in another way but <laughs> maybe we'll rebrand and come back in a decade yeah stay tuned we'll see <laughs> Uh, okay well bye everyone enjoy your 20s folks yes enjoy your 20s we're here we love you (laughs) 